Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Ladies and fucking gentlemen, welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us only from the past week. The only isn't from the past week, it's only that interests us, or whatever. Uh, this is the week of December 4th, 2016. Steve, how the fuck are you doing? I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> As you can tell, there's a bit of a difference here. I'm Adam Riley. I'm Stephen Vargas. There you go, just in case you don't the bar- know. The barely, the barely alive Stephen Vargas. Right. So I am, uh, I, it's lucky me. for you. It's lucky for everyone listening because the game just got stepped up. Okay. I'm headlining the show, which really just means I'm going to tell you what section we're on. That's really the only difference. Um, and I'll probably fuck it up um, <laughs> because. I have the attention span of a squirrel. So really a squirrel? You've stepped it up a little bit. I mean, I've been taking medication and shit. (laughs) Um, But first we're going to do the written. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Um, First, before we get into everything, um, I kind of wanted to apologize to everyone. Um, I know I didn't really make it like any kind of announcement or anything, but I did state last week, the, the last episodes that we did that, you were to expect a just another podcast last Friday. Um, as you can tell by the sound of my voice, it's been this way for like the last week. Um, so I was just, I got sick over the Thanksgiving holiday, which fucking sucked because it was, I got five days off of work and I got sick the day before. So I was sick in bed with this fucking cold. And, um, you know, I, I had, a, you know, Heather lined up to kind of co-host with me on that. And, I just I couldn't even get the voice to go. So uh, apologies on that and the way I sound now and the hacking you'll be hearing. Um, Adam, you know, graciously was like, hey, you know what? We can postpone this if you want. And I'm like, no, I, 
I don't want to miss as many shows as we did. <laughs> Graciously, I had my fucking mouse thing over the city skylines. I was like, I mean, we could postpone this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got uh, other shit I can do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really didn't want to because, you know, I mean, you know, you start doing that, then people start, you know, inconsistent. And we've been kind of inconsistent this year. And I really didn't want that to be an issue going into the start of this season. Right. And I really kind of wanted to just stick to the times off that we had. And this last one really bummed me out doing it. And it really kind of it pissed me off, too. So um, that's why on this one and in the uh, Star Trek episode that comes out later this week, uh, it, Adam's going to pretty much be curating the whole thing. And I'm just going to do my stories. And I'm, I'm basically going to be Adam's part this week. And, um, you know. Which is funny because I didn't really realize that we had specific roles until this happened. Well, the zoning out and being quiet is going to be me this time. Um, I don't zone out. (laughs) (laughs) I pass the fuck out. (laughs) That's really how it goes, right? No. Um, It is true, though. It is true a little bit that uh, sometimes, you know, if Steve's talking about something I already know about, I'll just kind of drift away (laughs) to a a land once forgotten, you know. And then I come back, so it's okay. Sometimes um, confused, we're more confused than when he left, you know? Right. I've been in constant state of confusion is basically <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Uh, but um, in any case, uh, because this would sound weird if Adam asked himself, so I'm going to ask um, for him. Uh, for those of you that saw our Twitter page and stuff like that, uh, Adam's birthday was last week. Uh, mm. And um, so... Uh, basically since we really haven't talked since you know uh, since the last show how was your Thanksgiving and, and your birthday uh, well Thanksgiving was first so we'll start with that um, I had two Thanksgivings both at my house <laughs> which kind of <laughs> sucked um, sister-in-law came into town as she always does and we had a um, smaller like just strictly close family on Thursday um, and what was funny is we were just going to get Chinese food because the big meal was on Friday night. Right. And um, then my grandmother, last minute, I invited my grandmother to Thanksgiving. Okay. And she said no. So she's just going to stay at the house with my uncle. I said, okay, fine. The day of Thanksgiving, hey, can I come over? Great. The pickiest eater on the planet. <laughs> so I had to frantically go get Boston Market. So that's what we had. I would have said... Um... Could have sworn something bearing close resemblance to myself invited you and you said no, so fuck yourself. Right. Um, well, not to not to bring not to bring um, sadness to the podcast. It's the first year that my you know my grandfather isn't here with us on the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, okay, well, she needs to come over. I mean, I would have said that anyway, but still, you know. Um, so she came over and, and and she was here for twenty minutes, ate and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as she does. Um, and then my birthday. So as with every year, I forgot it was my birthday on the day of my birthday because I don't I don't really celebrate it. People celebrate it for me and drag me along. Mm. Um, when I was growing up, birthdays were for children. So once I turned 18, no one cared anymore. <laughs> it was my birthday, uh, which is fine with me. Whatever. I'm Irish. Um, the I got to work and they had decorated my desk balloons i got a giant um well life-size a2d2 balloon just dope as shit um they signed the card uh 
the card was signed all full inside and on the back. And then they had um, brought a cake. Uh, a friend of mine, Tori, Victoria, baked me a sweet potato pie because that's my favorite pie. Nice. And I'm, I'm not big on cake. Like, I, I'll eat it, but, you know, whatever. It just tastes like fucking candy. Um, yeah. And Mario Brothers cake, though, I still got the little, it's a Luigi and Mario, Mario Kart, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, got a little gift card from the boss for Starbucks, which I gave to my wife. Um, got home. My wife made a cake again. Um, <laughs> oh, cake, right. And then, uh, what else? Oh, you know, just simple shit. You know, every happy birthday, kids sung off key. And then uh, I wasn't allowed to clean anything, which I really didn't argue. I just went upstairs <laughs> and, and relaxed. I'm going to understand what you guys are telling me. And um, I'm going to go upstairs and jerk off. So Right, exactly. And that's what I did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I did go upstairs, but I didn't jerk off that day. Um, I feel jerking off on your birthday is depressing. You know, if you can't get laid, just don't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> right? I don't. I don't. I mean, I know some people may be. Oh, we're gonna hear a crazy. Part. I'm. I'm 32. Um, I'm married. I have children. I. I don't. And as Steve knows, I'm not one to celebrate things. Every day is pretty much the same to me, um, unless it's a major holiday, and I am not warranting a major holiday. <laughs> so I always tell people the same line. I go. Uh, you should really be giving all these this shit to my mother because she's the one that almost died. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was a pretty big kid. <laughs> it's the same. My mom's it's like the same as you are now. You know, I came out with a beard as well. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I I gave myself for my birthday. I've been growing out my beard and my hair um, for the past three months. Because for for the past shit since I was sixteen, I think I've been buzzing my head and beard at number one. That's, that's always had that haircut. There's been a few occasions where I grow it out and don't do shit with it, right. but then I'll just buzz it again. But I actually got a proper haircut um, the day before my birthday, I think. Yes. And um, it's a yearly looks thing, right? uh, Not anymore. Now that my wife sees what I look like with my haircut, now I got to go pay 50 fucking bucks Jesus. every month to go get a haircut. It's not 50 bucks. It's uh, how much was it? 40. God damn! I, I paid. You know why? I paid. 30. Well, you know, because I have to pay for the beard. It's like you uh, basically have to pay for two haircuts, because it takes just as long. And then it's thirty-two, and then I just give them forty, you know, for a little tip. I like I like to tip heavy for, and that's not even heavy. It's eight bucks. I think it works out to twenty-five percent. Here's here's thirty. Here's the cost of the the haircut and my tip. Uh, don't stick your dick into bike spokes. Right. Don't piss into the wind. Shit. <laughs> but it's a cool little place too. My wife found it because cause she's wanted me to get a haircut. And and I'm like, I'm not going to these fucking we're surrounded by salons, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And she's like, why? Because you don't like a girl cutting your hair? I said, No, because I don't want someone who does perms for a living cutting my beard. You get a fucking like, perm. Yeah, and she don't know how to fucking do it. I said she might know in theory how to trim a beard, but she doesn't have experience doing it. You know, so I, I'm not going. You know, fuck you. I didn't say fuck you. You don't want to hear. But, oh shit! Yeah. Oops. Nah. Oops. My then you ass. end up with a Tony stabbed. Stark beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rock it though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I went. You know, it was prop Bob's young younger guys, like probably uh, my age and below, shooting the shit. You know, you're in a real barbershop shop 
when you hear phrases like, I like working here more because Arabs don't tip. It's not politically correct at all. Right. You know, it's fine with me. A lot of Trump's America shit was getting thrown around. Yeah. Uh, they had sports games on. Um, no women. They said that they, uh, my Baba was like, we need to get a, a receptionist in here. I'm answering the phone too much. I can't even cut this guy's hair. <laughs> and, I, and, and they're like, yeah, but make sure it's a hot one. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course, because that actually directly affects their ability to work. Right. And they were, being, they were, they were like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe next time I go, they'll have a hot reception. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's one of those places where, like, you go and you, you get the same bopper every time and you sit in the same chair every right. time. So I, I dig that kind of shit. It's a little old school feel to it. Cool. Um, but that was me. How was your Thanksgiving? Sick. In bed. Um. Because literally, like, I took... You need that turkey. They should have made turkey soup for your punk ass. <laughs> well, see, um, on I only worked two days that week because I took uh, that Wednesday off. And then I was going to... I was off. My office is closed that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was going to get five-day... First real five-day vacation in a long time. And that Monday, I started to feel... That I, I could, you can kind of hear it in that podcast where I was saying, you know, my cough, you know, my throat was sounding a little weird. Um, and then it hit me Tuesday night, Wednesday. My brother had to work on Thanksgiving Day, so we had to go ahead and have, um, we decided to have Thanksgiving on Wednesday. They really, they really like to keep him fucking working, yeah, like especially in the and I'm not disrespecting where he works, but that particular kind of business, why does it need to be open on Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. I know it made no sense. Oh, and and the it was a little bit of a sexist thing too because all the all the girls had the day off. All the guys had to work. Why was that? Because they had to cook. I don't know. Just what? Yeah, and so, um, he, so we had Thanksgiving on Wednesday, and I started. I was was pretty bad. I had a cold, um, and then uh, so I didn't. I only. And I knew it was affecting me because I only had one plate. I'm like packing away shit like, you know, the rest right. of the day, you know, you're always picking up that stuff. And I only had one plate and then went to bed. And then I was pretty much in bed, you know, the rest of that week. Just, you know, my all my fucking vacation was spent in bed, which if it was with a hot chick. Right. And I, a and, lady friend and I had a lady friend there and I wasn't feeling like shit. You know, then that would be like, dude, I spent all week in fucking bed, yo. I fucking drive down there just to give you a high five. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, here's some turkey. I thought you might be hungry. Right. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and then went back to work. And this last week, it's like, I I might not have had no turkey, but you know, I had some stuff in (laughs) motherfucking. It's like, God damn. How about some gravy for the mashed potatoes? <laughs> that country gravy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I watched like, so I was in bed and I watched like um, Star Trek Generations. Um, I watched uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the original one with Natalie Wood. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I was watching a bunch of shit on YouTube. I mean, on um, not YouTube, Netflix. Uh, I watched that whole series of Oliver Stone's Untold History of the United States. It was a Showtime series, and then they finally brought it on on um, on Showtime. I mean, on um, Netflix. So I watched that, and then I watched um, 
Oh shit! What else did I watch? Oh, my cousin Vinny. That's a great movie. That's an amazing movie. You know. Oh, I forgot too. We we started a new. Um, I think it's going to be a family tradition too. Um, the kids were watching that Charlie Brown bit. Oh yeah. And they saw. Remember, and, and we've all seen it where the um, the turkey gets burnt or something, and they have to bring random shit. Oh yeah, the popcorn and one kid, and the jelly beans. Right. And, yeah. Well, we had a bowl of popcorn and a bowl of jelly beans on the table with the food. And oh, I nice. and I think I think we're just gonna do that every year because it's so cheap. Yeah. You know, it's something it's something fun to do. I actually bought an air popper to uh-huh. properly pop popcorn. We're gonna be fucking pompous about our popcorn yeah, yeah, yeah. around. You gotta be. I mean, if you're gonna be well, pompous about something. So, my kids eat so much fucking popcorn. I'm like, can we at least do this healthy? <laughs> Like it's these fucking microwave bags. I'm giving my kids cancer. Yeah. For Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, and it comes out so so much better, too. And you can control the Whatever. We don't have to go into it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, so that was my Thanksgiving and this, this week. And it's just been kind of crap. I mean, the thing is, is that I sound worse than I actually feel. Because it's my voice and it's the coughing. And, you know, we've had the Santa Ana's blowing around here. So it's just affecting everything. And then my job is all, aside from this, it's uh, my actual one that pays the bills is all, you know, consumer relations. So I never get to really rest my voice. Right. And so it's consistently getting strained. So, and I figure, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to do this show, I'm going to do these two shows. If I lose my voice with the rest of them, they can fucking deal with it. So... Yeah, but um, yeah, because you know you don't want to lose your your voice for the podcast. Fuck work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck is a shit. Exactly. What are they gonna do? Send you home? <laughs> I know, right? Or <laughs> all right, well maybe you can just work on you know these things and not do the phones. Fuck it, whatever. No problem. Yeah, but um, but this week though, I did enjoy the major CW crossover, um, Heroes versus Aliens. Um, for those of you that did check it out. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, for those of you that didn't, you really should. Um, even if you haven't really seen the shows, I think it showcases the shows well enough that it would interest you. And, and judging by the ratings, it looked like everybody turned out because each of those shows had their highest ratings that whole week. Right. So um, I, I, that's that's always that's always a really good sign that. It's oh, they're gonna! I'm telling you, anytime ratings dip in one of those shows, you're gonna see a crossover event. Well, the crossover event is becoming a yearly thing, and it's right. kind of cool because, like, the first crossover and then the second crossover. So these crosses are getting bigger and bigger over the last – this is the third crossover they've had. And um, they just – they they seem to be doing – they do really well, but the thing is is that they're not really slapped together. Like, they actually put some thought into it. Like, the last crossover, I don't think you saw, but they were – the last crossover event they had was introducing some of the characters – from for Legends of Tomorrow, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and then oh the, yeah, yeah, and um, in uh, the Arrow crossover, they everybody was off their game because they were dealing with other shit, and um, uh, Vandal Savage essentially blew up Central City, and that's mean of him. And he like he dropped the staff down, and then this explosion went out like a fucking atomic explosion. And before the shockwave hit um, Oliver and Barry, Oliver looks at Barry and goes, run. Just run. And then Barry took off running, 
and then you see Oliver get vaporized and like everybody gets vaporized but Vary goes runs so fast he goes back in time to change it which was actually really cool like the way they did it and everything like that and then this one if you if you didn't see Supergirl you didn't really miss a whole lot because what happened with the flash showing up there was replayed again in the flash episode but I still strongly suggest seeing Supergirl because Supergirl this season is a lot better it's a lot better than what it was that's what I'm hearing um it really seems at home in um in the CW universe and you know they've they've uh they've changed some of the storylines and 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 ditched a lot of things that weren't working I liked it a lot um the flash was really cool because it was really getting the band together um and um oh I forgot to tell you so remember Harrison Wells owned Star Labs well Mm -hmm. the fake Harrison Wells had left um Star Labs to Barry so Barry owns Star Labs basically but there was a part over la- over the last season they were showing this hangar that they've been using and then this season they actually showed the front of the hangar and it's actually part of a building the Justice League of America building yes motherfucker yeah and it's like oh shit so basically they're going to have their own little Justice League pretty much basically which is which is dope. Yeah. And it's it's cool because I've always said this about the CW shows because the shows are all done on on the same studio area all up in Vancouver. It really allows them to bring characters back and forth. So right. it it really does feel like a comic book when you're watching it. Um I I thought all the shows have done well going into this season. Um, Flashpoint does play a prominent role in that crossover. Um, the whole oh Barry um, meme still really kind of <laughs> works in this one, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. I've watched every episode of the crossover twice. So like um, I watched Supergirl, and then when the Flash was coming on that night, I get home from work at like six thirty. So the, I watched the shows live, which is also very rare for me. Um, so I at seven I would have my food I would sit in front of the TV and rewatch the previous night's episode again, so I rewatched all those episodes again and then watched the finale, um, but really cool in season, in the last episode in the last few minutes of um of uh, uh, uh Legends of Tomorrow there's a really really awesome Superman reference. And it's a reference to Brandon Routh. And the thing is, is that, you know, if you've watched the CW shows, you know they've always made references to him in regards to, like, Superman. Like, when he first right. showed up in the in the Atom suit, you have, uh, and he came onto the Flash, you have Cisco and Caitlin looking up and like, is that a bird? I don't know, it looks like a plane, you know? <laughs> and, and it's him as the Atom. And he makes a great reference here because you know supergirl spoilers but supergirl is dressed up as Kara, and she's standing next to felicity and she's with um uh, ray palmer who's brenner who played superman and um she walks away from them and felicity looks and she goes it's like looking into a mirror and then brandon ralph looks at her and goes it's really weird she really she looks a lot like my cousin (laughs) and i died when i heard that i was like oh that's fucking great um so there was a lot of there's a lot of cool little references and things like that and like Supergirl showing up and like I heard you're as strong as like a locomotive and then she and then like um, 
uh, Supergirl looks at Barry and Barry just shrugs his shoulders like whatever. <laughs> so there's a lot of references to that. My big thing, and I would love to see this, and I know it won't happen because judging by the remarks from the producers, it seems like they only had kind of a one-time thing with Superman. But I would love to see another crossover and then bringing Superman over too. That would be dope. If that did, I, the, everybody would lose their fucking minds, you know. And then maybe an early Batman. There's so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's really cool. I mean, it's. I, I, you know, I was I was critical with Arrow last season, but it, they seem to kind of gotten their shit together, and they're developing the 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 Arrowverse a little bit more now. Um, it just passed 100 episodes. It's already on. You're already seeing reruns on like TBS or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's still strong. I, I, I really like the crossover. It really showcased the, 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 um, the stories and the shows well. Um, so I got, I mean, there's some people that are like, well, we could have done with a little more action. And that's not really what a crossover is about. You know? No, it's about banter. Yeah, it's about really. It's about seeing, you know, Oliver Queen, who has no superpowers, standing next to Supergirl, you know, or Heat Wave making sexual references to Supergirl, a girl who could literally crush him, but he gives no fuck, right? You know, um, stuff like that, and then seeing like the little the the science geeks kind of tweaking out when they're like, going, "Oh my God, we're fucking going to time travel." You know, and then, you know, so it, it was really cool. And then you just, of course, you get that master shot of everybody in frame. Like in the last episode, when they go up against the, the Dominators, you have every ground-based, you know, hero, Arrow and, and Dig and Flash and Heat Wave and, and all of them there. And then swooping, uh, swooping in from the sky behind, up above them, hanging up above is Supergirl flanked by, you know, um, uh, oh, shit. The Adam and um, oh fuck, what's the guy's name? Firestorm. So you know, it's just like such great little moments like that. So if you haven't seen it, if you got, if you actually get the CW seed, I think all those episodes are on there now. Um, or if you have other ways of obtaining episodes, um, mm -hmm. they, they'll be available now. So, but I, I thought it was fun. I liked it a lot. I think you would dig it. I think you would dig it just on the on the, the the factor of seeing them all together alone. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I, I love crossovers. I, I always love when they do them in the comic. They always do crossovers in the comics, though. Yeah. So the fun never stops, really. <laughs> um, as we move on, <laughs> what was your one awesome thing uh, for this week, sir? Well, my awesome, one awesome thing actually came out yesterday or Saturday, we're recording this on Sunday, the, the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So fucking dope. That it just, it's just so, it looks like it's going to be so much more fun. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get a lot more of a Baby Groot, but that exchange between Rocket and Baby Groot with the bomb was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, don't press this one. So, okay. And it's like, so tell me, I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No, that's exactly what I told you not to do. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, that whole bit at the end where um, uh, what's it? I can't forget. I keep forgetting the character's name, but she tells um, Quinn um, or Quill that 
he has sexual feelings for Gamora and then Drax just busts up laughing. She told you a deepest, darkest secret. You must be so embarrassed. Now do me. Now do me. <laughs> yeah, and I love how they cuts to Gamora and she's just very slightly shaking her head. Like, yeah. It's, that shit was funny. It was, that shit is hilarious. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and it looks like it's more of the same. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. It's just going gonna, gonna to be fucking amazing. It's just going to be... And you know it's going to be bigger than the first one too. Oh yeah, which is you can be... already tell. You can already tell. Yeah, but you just mine kind of, is you just kind of want to wonder what are they going up against? Is really what right? Mine is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Is it motherfucker? Um, so that I don't know if you guys know about the Telltale series games. Um, they recently <laughs> made a Batman one. It's kind of like a um, almost like a choose your own adventure kind yeah. of game. And, you know, there's a lot of time sensitive button pressing, but it's fun because it's it's just an interactive story, basically. Oh, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy one. Um, uh, the series is going to span five episodes. Uh, it's going to come out next year, PC, consoles and mobile. I don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to being available digitally, of course, the season pass will be available. It's going to work like every other one that Telltale's come out with. Right. Um, the according to the CEO of Telltale and co-founder Kevin Bruner. Uh, he says players will take on multiple roles within the ragtag band of heroes and take the pilot seat in directing their escapades around the universe. So this should just be really fun. Like if you're if you're a big uh, Guardians fan, um, you'll definitely be picking this up. I know the uh, the Batman game was dope. I played the first episode of it and it was it was fun. You know, as long as the story's tight, it's fun. Yeah, the the yeah. this girl that I uh, that I work with um she started dating this guy and he got her he's a gamer and he got her into into some telltales games she's like have you played any of those and i go no but she's playing this one where she's like a a wolf or something like that i don't and i I don't know she's like but there's so many like there's batman and there's other she goes no i don't know which one to play next like she's all like kind of feeling overwhelmed and i go yeah and she loves guardians of the galaxy and i go and there's there's a guardians of the galaxy coming up She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I was like, yes. There. Those are the perfect games to get someone into gaming. Yeah. Because they're very easy to play, but you still feel like you're doing something. Right. Yeah. You know? You're actually, yeah, you're actually making some type of progress. Right. So, as we move on from that, um, let's let's roll right into the headlines. <laughs> So, oh, I guess we're just going to me then. Um, yeah, because you're the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, go ahead, Slick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is one of those that's like, we all knew this was coming. But this one comes from Polygon. Sony closed out PlayStation Experience uh, yesterday uh, with the reveal trailer of the long-anticipated The Last of Us Part Two. In it, Ellie sings a folk song and vows revenge. And there's a special guest star, Joel. Neil Dunkerman, creative director and developer, uh, Naughty Dog, said Last of Us Part Two is still, quote, early days, end quote, but promised additional details in the upcoming months. Quote, I can tell you how satisfying it is to be able to say, stay, yeah, be able to say 
that Ellie and Joel are back for another intense, harrowing, and emotional adventure, Duckerman said on the PlayStation blog. Like many of you, we have a deep love for the world of Last of Us and its characters. While a sequel may seem like a foregone conclusion, that wasn't the case. We knew it needed to be a story worth telling and perhaps more importantly, a story worthy of Joel and Ellie. After spending years on different ideas and almost giving up, we finally uncovered a story that felt special. A story that evolved into an epic journey. The Last of Us Part 2 has been a sure thing ever since the award-winning game debuted on PlayStation 3 in 2013 and was remastered for the PlayStation 4 in 2014. Nolan North, no he's not the voice of Joel, the other guy, Troy Baker is, said in 2015 that he knew for sure The Last of Us 2 was in development. Quote, for now, I know they're doing The Last of Us 2, but my character in Last of Us kind of met an untimely demise, North said an audience member to an audience member at the MetroCon panel in 2015. North played a relatively minor role in the original game. Baker, on the other hand, said, I don't know if we're going to do another one or not. I mean, I kind of figured it was, and that whole thing of, you know, like, well, we had to find the right story. You're going to find the right story, and you're going to make it happen. I really like that game, but I got stuck at a pot and got pissed off. Rage quit. Because it was one of those auto-saves, and uh-huh. it auto-saved me right when I'm half dead. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, I wanted but, to go. Patrick went to the PlayStation experience this weekend. I wanted to go. He was like, oh, you should go with us. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I found out. I'm like, I'm working that fucking weekend. No other weekend in between, but that weekend. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Right. Dicks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I came way, across By the way, did, did I say they were dicks? A bag of fucking dicks. They can suck a bag of dicks. They're a gaggle of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) So I came across this article and um, I remain confused. Um, (laughs) Sony's live action Bobby movie may have found its leading lady in Amy Schumer. Um, According to Variety. Yeah. According to Variety, Schumer is in early talks to start the film uh, with both her and her sister, Kim Carmelli. Yeah, Carmelli. Uh, expected to rewrite the screenplay. The actress wrote and starred in last year's romantic comedy Trainwreck. Um, the concept for Sony's live-action take on the iconic doll was crafted by Hilary Winston, who wrote the original screenplay. The movie is said to be similar in style to films like Enchanted, Splash, and Big, and will and will tell the story of someone ostracized from Barbie Land for not being perfect. Um, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Sony Pictures announced a partnership with Mattel to make live act, blah, blah, no one cares. Um, and they're not going to the, make a doll of Amy Schumer, I can tell you that. Here's a situation that's probably the worst casting I've ever heard of in my fucking life. And and I'm not saying, look, comedy's subjective. I personally don't find Amy Schumer funny. Like, I, I watched Trainwreck, and I chuckled, but she kind of annoys me. A little bit. I don't know why. I know everyone loves her, but I just don't think she's funny. She seems cool, but whatever. But that's not the point. The point is we're talking about a doll that is synonymous with young girls. And then we're talking about a comedian who can't stop talking about a vagina for five seconds. So there's a disconnect here (laughs) that I really need to know what's going on. Um, and if she's rewriting it, what is she doing? Now, this could be maybe she's trying to 
do something different with her career. In that case, you know, I'm sure she could play the role of fish out of water, that kind of shit. You know, I, I'm right. sure she could do that. But I don't, I've only seen her as a degenerate, really, yeah. in her stand up or in train wreck. I mean, train wreck, she was a fucking train wreck. Like the name of the name of the yeah. movie ain't lying. That was a funny movie, but I was only, I was more laughing at everyone else. Dude, John Cena was hilarious. John Cena had me fucking dying. And there's an article going around saying that I they were real. I was looking you from behind, and you look like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't about that life. That scene, fucking, I almost died. I'll be outside. You, I'll be the closest to you on Grindr. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a, uh, there's an, an article going around saying that they were really fucking in that. And I'm like, no, they weren't. They weren't. He, first of all, he's married to... Uh, one of the Bella twins from wrestling. And I know she was upset because he never told her that there was going to be a sex scene in the movie until she watched the movie. So she was all pissed off about it. That was on their little TV show. Um, But yeah, whatever. Amy Schumer is Bobby. I've seen crazier shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, and it's early times. Yeah. I mean, I'm this movie might not even go anywhere. Fucking Barbie. Who who do people still play with Barbies? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe they bring in Amy Schumer so it can be less of you it can know, be cool. Well, no, not even that. It's more of like a less of a well, Barbies are an improper view of the way women should look. And you know, you bring in someone like Amy Schumer and Oh, let's modernize it. Yeah, try to modernize it or something. We'll see. Or maybe it's a Bobby movie and she's not Bobby. Because it says cast out of Barbie land for not being perfect. Oh, yeah. So maybe so. Barbie's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie's like, um, I'm sorry, but your accessories don't match. And then <laughs> kicks her out. Because Barbie is a pretty vapid fucking character. Let's oh, be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, not, she's a total gold digger. Huh? She's nice. She's nice. You oh. know, she's not a gold digger. She got that money. My, my, uh, my younger daughter watches her TV show sometimes, and Barbie's the one making that money. <laughs> Yeah, Barbie's dream house can look like he's 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 in there spending her fucking dough. It was funny when you said uh, she's nice. It reminded me I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about movies and stuff like that. And they were talking about Amy Adams, and they go, you know, Amy Adams is such like a nice person. Like you perceive her to be like the ultimate nice person that she could be a bitch and you would actually be okay with it. Like, you know, it's like, would you like to star in this movie? Oh, thank you so much, but I would never star in this piece of shit. But thank you, you know. And they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, no, no, we we get it." Yeah, it is. It is kind of a piece of shit. You're right. Yeah, you know it is, but you know, thanks. Amy, Amy, Amy Adams can get it too. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. Oh, a side note. I don't know why this popped into my head when you said this, but I was I listened to this um, podcast called uh, the Last Podcast on the Left, and. These guys are fucking hilarious. They talk about like, um, you know, they talk about things like uh, they profile murderers or conspiracies or, you know, things like that. And they've been talking about this cult and um, and how this guy went from being like, you know, kind of weird to like uber weird. And like where he was wanting the people to like have sex with, you know, children or with each other and all of this stuff. And uh, the guy, there's one guy on there who's an actor, and it, they always have him read like what people actually said and stuff. And then he does it in this character. 
but he does it in this weird this one weird character and every time they got to like this really awkward conversation he would always go do you know what i'm doing right you know what i um either do you know what i'm doing right now you have your cock in your hand that's right <laughs> it was like and it just like well, I was listening to that and I kept laughing because it remind it, it made me think of something that we would do like every time they get to that moment where you don't know where to go now you would throw that line in there right it was kind of, it just I don't know why that popped into my head right now but it was just kind of like do you know what I'm doing right now you you you, you got your cock in your hand that's right <laughs> uh this one comes from the verge and they don't have their cock in their hand Oh. Uh, starting today, you can stream 4K content from Hulu on Xbox One S and PlayStation 4 Pro. But the selection of shows are and movies available at launch are pretty underwhelming compared to the rivals Netflix and Amazon Video, who are both offering 4K for some time now. Hulu's first batch of 4Ks include the company's original show lineup and 20 James Bond movies. So that's pretty good news James for, Bond movies right I know and we even filmed in 4k I know which is the fuck out of here with this nonsense yeah so um it's good for James Bond fans but not for anybody else the Hulu originals like 11 63 the path chance etc aren't exactly the same award-winning critical darlings that we've seen from this other services competitors uh hopefully the company will waste no time in widening the catalog to things to watch in 4k it also is lagging behind Amazon Voodoo and now Netflix and enabling offline downloads. Um, anyway, here's the list of Bond flicks that you can see in UHD on those two devices. So it goes, basically it's the entire catalog. Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, Never Say Never Again, A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights, License to Kill, Golden Eye, The World is Not Enough, uh, Die Another Day, and Spectre. And really, really, you're leaving out Casino Royale and um, uh, uh, Sky, um, what was that one, Sky? I don't know. I've never been too big of a oh, fuck. Bond fan. That movie was badass, though. Um. Uh, what's his name? That does Bond. Oh, that James Bond movies. Um, because it's the last one. Skyfall. Skyfall was one of the best James Bond movies of recent year, and they don't even have that on there for forty. I've never. I've actually never seen that one. I heard that one was dope. That too. one was really. That one was like really they really badass. revitalized it. Oh yeah. You know? And then I heard every. I haven't watched Spectre, but everybody said, and then they killed it with Spectre. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, who, like you, likes to give movies a chance, he said he literally got angry at the movie. <laughs> you know, because it's such a long-running, um, long-running <laughs> franchise, you know. Right. And then when you see a see a movie come out and they just completely fuck it, you're like, oh man, come on. Yeah. I like the old school Bond movies, Sean Connery and shit. Oh, Ooh, yeah. those were badass, Sean dude. Connery as Bond, hell yeah. They should have put Austin Powers in there too just to balance it out. Oh, of course, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Mock me, you like, don't you? 
I will. <laughs> it's an easy laugh, and <laughs> I don't really have to do much. Um, the villain's responsible for the conflict in the upcoming Justice League versus Suicide Squad six-pot comic book event have been revealed in the new issue of DC's Direct Current magazine, a publication that lets retailers and fans know what's coming up in the world of DC Comics. I like these little magazines, too, because they like if, if you've been out of the game for a month or two, you can kind of read the, oh, oh. <laughs> the currently unnamed group oh. <laughs> the currently unnamed group of baddies is headed up by Maxwell Lord, of course, a complicated figure from before the new 252 who has been both member and enemy of the Justice League. Um, he's probably most known for trying to take over the world in 2005's Infinite Crisis. He used his mind-controlling abilities to take over Superman, which forced Wonder Woman to break Lord's neck and kill him in order to free Superman. Looks like he's up to no good again. The rest of the team consists of Emerald Empress, Dr. Polaris, Johnny Sorrow, Rustam, and Lobo. If you don't know most of these characters, don't feel bad. DC has been reaching deep into their well of classic characters and concepts as part of their rebirth initiative in return to the publisher's roots. Which has really been going well, too. Um, so you can expect to see these old faces given a fresh reintroduction. Lobo is, of course, the most popular of the bunch, and seeing him on this team is a spoiler of sorts. The space bounty hunter has already been announced as a member of next year's new Justice League of America comic series by writer Steve Orlando and artist Ivan Reyes. So it looks like he'll have a change of hat during the this, this story and decide to work for the good guys instead. Or what's more likely is that he'll be paid or coerced into fighting for the JLA by Batman. That is probably more likely. Um, Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one by writer Joshua Williamson and Adish Josen Fabok release, releases in December with a weekly shipping schedule. Um, this was pretty fun. Like, it, it looks Lobo's dope. Anytime Lobo's in it, it's going to be fucking crazy. I was like, that's something so, I haven't heard in a while, Lobo. Yeah, Lobo's dope. I love him. Um, he's just a fucking asshole. He really is. Like, he's just a fucking dick. He didn't give a shit. But Emperor, em Emerald Empress, Dr. Polaris, I've heard those names. I don't even remember who they are. Johnny Sorrow, too. Rustam, I've never heard. I mean, they're, they're digging deep, dude. Like, so deep put her ass to sleep. Um, but that should be fun. Keep keep a keep an eye out if you care. If you don't, then fuck off. I don't know. Um, so that wraps up the headlines as foretold in tales of early past. Um, so let's go into the pull list. And I'm first, <laughs> as usual. Um, as usual. I was sitting there. I was sitting there. Uh, so I'm, I'm always doing behind the scenes shit because I'm just don't care. But we do a uh, we do a break in between the headlines and the pull list. It's eight seconds, and I have to care how long that is now, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there counting, and then I freaked out because I'm like, I hope I'm not actually counting, and they can hear me going one, two, three. <laughs> that would be lame. I can but hear I you moving your lips. <laughs> I can hear you counting, you fucking idiot. Like, oh. So, of course, as this is in order, sort of, because the first the first book I'm going to talk about isn't isn't a typical comic book. Um, so we'll leave that one to the end. 
that that will be my number one comic because it was dope as shit. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is a comic that confused me um, and frustrated me at the same time, and I probably will not be giving this one another chance, even though I really do like the character. Um, Ghost Rider number one. So this follows a completely different person that I've never heard of um, who has a uh, handicapped younger brother. Some nice scenes in there with him helping him out. The rough streets. It looks like L.A. Um, the writer is Philippe, Felipe Smith and Addis is Danilo S. Bayruth. Um he turned into so I'm just gonna skip some shit. He turned into Ghost Rider, but it wasn't. It he looked like a metal Ghost Rider, like he was a machine. Um, this guy's a mechanic. He's not a daredevil or anything like that. He's a mechanic. He fixes shit. Um, dresses kind of like a modern punk rocker, basically. Uh, and he was kind of lame. I have to be honest, dude. Like he was, he was just lame. He really was. Like I, I he was a cool guy, I guess. You know, helps out his brother and shit. But as Ghost Rider, he was lame as shit. Now, the Hulk was in this. Or whatever they're passing off as the Hulk these days. Um, what was it? Amadeus or whatever. Yeah. Which is one of the coolest fucking names on the planet. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know. Um, but he's, I don't. He's not angry at all. No. Like, he completely misses the point of the Hulk. He just turns into the Hulk when he wants and then he's cracking jokes it's a wise cracking Hulk Spider-Man with Hulk powers that's, that's what we saw with lamer jokes and I was not impressed and basically there was this alien basically an alien symbiote that's what it looked like and um, it bit a rat and then it became a rat so instantly I'm like okay what it gets the DNA from it turns it it takes that like it's evolving so what do they do they instantly send the Hulk in there like that's smart let him get some Hulk DNA I'm sure that will work out for the fucking little thing now this this thing is a little rat and it's trying to bite him the whole fucking time and obviously it can't so what does Hulk do he sticks his tongue out and I guess his tongue is invulnerable or, or his tongue is vulnerable because he got bit and it hurt which is weird to me because the tongue is a muscle um, and it turned into a big monster that Hulk dispatched rather quickly the book was disjointed it didn't make much sense it, it was all over the place they were referencing things as if I should know already but it's an issue one and even if I should and I, I agree I don't read Marvel as much but it doesn't matter it's an issue one I shouldn't feel like I need to know shit before Right. It doesn't make any sense. You should fill me in. Wasn't impressed with that book. I think that's the first book I've read that I've picked out and read for this podcast that I, I literally was like, oh, thank God that's done. And then moved on to the next one. Anyway, I was I liked the second one. Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix, Infinite Comics, number one. So this was a very in interesting book. First of all, writers Anthony Pepper, layouts done by Mast, penciler is... Mario Del Panino, inker is Roberto Poggi, and colorist is Andrew Crossley. Um, the this book was it's I don't know what they're trying to do, but it basically was a, it was it was almost like a I was watching a cartoon, like one, one of those fifteen minute cartoons. Right. And uh, they're in Asgard, and um, 
Star Lord is being real chummy with everybody, and he's brought this uh, this weapon. It's like a, I think they called it a neuron bomb or something. It's a Kree weapon. And he says, "Hey, you know, um, I knew." He said something along the lines of, "I know when Rocket gets really excited about a trinket, it's probably best that it gets put into safe hands." <laughs> so he he's basically giving it to to Thor to hold on to to protect and and thor agreed and said this is a very powerful weapon blah 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 speaking in his viking-esque uh way um rocket is upset by this because he wants to reverse engineer it and he says that he, he could build he could build a bomb that would uh scare um what's that blue dude's name drax sits on the oh the no, thanos? on the throne yeah thanos um who would that would scare thanos so much he'd never get off that damn throne i think is what rocket said and um the this is so sad because I forget the names, but the fat one from the from Thor's group. Oh, with the I, know, red beard. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. He um he made mention of how Rocket was small. That was the running gag. Is everyone kept saying he was small. So Rocket turned on him and got got pissy about it and says, you know, I'm going to show you what's going. On. I'm going to show you what's good. Basically, <laughs> like he was going to fight him. And then they said, oh, or Thor goes. You know we're all we're all allies here. Why don't we settle our differences uh, through the um, the trials of Ty Tyre? It's T Y T Y R, um, and they explain it as it's it's game it's some kind of game, and it's three different rounds. Uh, first round's accuracy, second round is strength, third round is speed, um, and you know it's old school kind of shit. They're Vikings, whatever. Um, so the first, <laughs> first round is accuracy and and, and uh, they're supposed to do archery and uh, of course um, Rocket gets a fucking huge gun of course. and and they're like you know the Asgardians don't use gun he springs it anyway fuck it but he comes decked out in old school armor too with this fucking gun in the back it was funny and the dude um, you know he there wasn't even archery they were throwing axes and the dude throws an axe and he gets right on the bullseye of course the fucking rocket pulls out that gun and obliterates the target. Like, it's just completely gone. Right. But then the, the point goes to, um, which I think this was kind of bullshit. Like, the ref was kind of a dick. Um, that he gave the point to the Asgardian because he said to he said to get it on target, not obliterate the target. I was like, fuck you. Like, rocket should have got that point, but whatever. <laughs> Second one was strength, just arm wrestling. Rocket won this one because he came equipped with a fucking like robotic glove and and he just fucking pounded right into the thing. Third one is uh they had to drink this like Asgardian milk that was purple. Um and who can drink it the fastest? Now this cup is the size of Rocket. So they say go. Rocket goes to pick up the cup and the weight of the cup knocks him off his chair and he spills it everywhere. So he loses. And they say they say because um, they said the Asgardian dude um, he had never lost these games, mm. and they said the secret is he's never lost because no one matches his gluttony mm. at the, the last round. Um, so anyway, the reason why I kind of went through this one really quick is because it's not a really important story. It's not going to fucking make you have any deep thoughts. It's just fun. It's just re- it's, it was fun to read. I laughed out loud while I was while I was reading it. Um, it was just it was just good, and I, I I don't know what I don't know much about this infinite 
comics series. But if if it's something like this, it's kind of nice, kind of breaks the the more serious toned um, storylines and just have have a little fun, you know, like a comic book from yesteryear, basically. Um, so the most important one is shit. Uh, DC New Talent Showcase. These are fun. So basically, I'm going to read um, the intro to this because it kind of explains what it is. Um, so it says, Welcome to our first ever New Talent Showcase of the Modern Era. Uh, a little over one year ago, we launched the DC Talent Development Department. Our goal to find, find, instruct, and nurture new and current DC talent. In just that short amount of time since our launch, We've run two successful workshops taught by a few of the greatest creatives and teachers in the business. One of the one f- for writers led by Scott Snyder and one for artists led by Klaus Jansen and Jim Lee. We also held master classes for DC talent and even launched a series of ed talks, um, our version of master classes for editorial. It's been a hell of a good time and we're proud of what we've accomplished so far so i won't read the rest of it because you kind of get the gist of it so basically it's new talent and they're put into these workshops in there and they're trained by the best which jim lee scott snyder come on you know that's the best of the best when it comes to dc and they're they're taught by the best and they're kind of they kind of take that raw talent and mold it into something and what this comic is is a series of short stories that aren't in canon or anything um, and there's, I'll read off the stories real quick. There's Hellblazer, The Road to Hell, and all that. Wonder Woman, Blood and Gory, Gory, Glory, uh, <laughs> White Lantern, Dead Beacons, Hot Girl, Weapon of Weapons of War, Dead Man, Killing Time. I love Dead Man. Uh, Wonder Girl, Digging Up Demons, Catwoman, and Wonder Woman in the Amazonian Job, Superman, The Men, The Man in Black, and Holly Quinn, Good Morning Gotham. Um, this is their, these people at their best like they're they're trying to impress the best so i i um i read it and i'm not going to ruin any of these stories they're short if i say any details about them i'm ruining because they're too short um but the art is beautiful the writing is perfect like everything it's there this is like their final exam basically and it's it's masterfully done it's so good and i suggest anyone buy this fucking book 81 pages I mean, this fucking, I'm looking at a full page spread of Wonder Woman kicking this thing's ass. And it's just so gorgeous. Like, just the artwork is ridiculous. I want some of this shit to be a poster. Just put it on my fucking wall. Ooh, she's doing a little over the shoulder look. Okay, anyway, I'm going to close it now. Um, love it. It's great. And it, it's something cool. It's something cool that um they don't usually do. Uh, and, and it kind of puts some names on your radar check out books that they might come out with in the future and stuff like that um and that's it that's that's the pull list and uh i know I'm steve really, i'm really bummed that ghost rider wasn't that good i'm bummed out too yeah. i wanted it to be dope you know what it pisses me off is ghost rider writes it fucking self and you know what it reminded me of mm-hmm. it's when they came out with the live action doom movie oh yeah because doom had a fucking metal story it's like they tried to open a portal and it opened to hell and now demons are coming through and fuck, we got to blow them up. Like, that's dope. But no, they changed it into some weird shit that it was a disease taking over and all that. And the same thing happened with Ghost Rider. He's a fucking, he gets a power from the devil. Yeah. There's also another thing in Ghost Rider that was confusing me. He has like a split personality. 
So he's in the car, and there, there was a scene where he's with his younger brother, and they're in the car. He's this nice, like, hot rod or whatever. And there was a there's a dude who had like gang tats and stuff in the road, like loading a truck, and he's in the way. So he stops the car and he says, "Hey, get out of the way!" And he he's like, "Fuck you, you know, leave or you're gonna get you know you get these hands." He says something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you see the the inner monologue, and there's black a black box that says, "Just run him over," like an evil thing. And then the white box is him, and it says, "I don't have time for you, Ellie." And it even has a name and everything. No fucking explanation whatsoever. <laughs> now he leaves later and goes back and, and beats that dude up or kills him or whatever he does. And that's his Ghost Rider moment. But it was just so lame. Like Ghost Rider is, is, is a demonically enhanced fucking dude with hellfire and fucking chains. You don't have to change that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. I mean, he's metal enough. You know, it's like right. He's fucking heavy metal two thousand. This yeah. motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason. It, it was stupid. He's old Metallica. Just, That's what he is. Yeah, master of puppets, Metallica. You, you know what I mean? This was that new, new Metallica. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't have a poll list for this week because. Fucking up. Oh, shut up, Vlad. Well, <laughs> And you had one. You had a week that you did that. Um, I had reasons. So I had just uh, too much shit. It was cold. And just like I had my comics picked out too. Like I had, you know, Superman annual number one and Ghost Rider number one and humans versus Inhumans versus X-Men. But I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't just get to them this week. But I will be back next week with, um, with my pull list. So, um, yeah. So, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Right. <laughs> my pull list is good enough. I don't, hear it. <laughs> I don't answer to anyone. <laughs> right. And on that note, we shift gears once again and move on to the douchebag of the week. Steve, what piece of shit <laughs> have you discovered? Um, on this one here, it's kind on of a very special douchebag of the week. And a very special douchebag of the week. In this one, it's not so much the the um, creature that's the douchebag. It's kind of everyone else involved. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of like, it's a bit of the cops, and it's kind of a bit of the, the, the writer of this story. Like, I don't understand why this is really, I mean, it's cute, but why you're trying, you know, it's like, it's cute. It doesn't really deserve as much attention as it got. But, right, uh, but slow news day kind of shit. Kind of, yeah. And it was just kind of like I thought, like uh, it was a chuckle. Um, so this comes from the Huffington Post. And um, oh, by the way, that the one you chose, I almost chose. Oh, it was too much. It, I had to do it. Yeah. Um, but also, this one was shorter, so I didn't have to talk so much. Um, right. So this one comes from the Huffington Post. Don't you hate it when the store doesn't have what you're looking for? Well, that was the apparent dilemma for a little beaver who wanted, who wandered into a dollar store in Charlotte Hall, Maryland this week. Photos tweeted by the St. Mary County Sheriff's Office show the critter apparent, appearing to browse the section of the Christmas trees before trashing the joint. It was a beaver. A beaver had wandered into this dollar store, made his way up to where the artificial trees are, and started flipping shit over 
Um, one of the tweets for the thing says, uh, Corporal Yinling had a unique call of service for service when it's the suspect pictured was witness causing property destruction at a store in Charlotte Hall. And it was a series of pictures of him knocking shit off the shelves. All the Christmas stuff, by the way. While authorities mm-hmm. haven't released a motive, the Washington Post made the astute observation that the creature, the forest creature acted out after finding the store's Christmas trees were all artificial. The sheriff department tweeted that the adorable vandal is now in the care of the wildlife rehabilitator. On the tweet here, the beaver um, tweet may go viral. All joking aside, the beaver was safely rescued by animal control and released into released to the wildlife rehabilitator. We hope you find the trees you're looking for eventually, little one. That's kind of funny, too, because he's like, oh, I'm going to build a dam. These trees are dope. Uh, he bites in there and goes, what the fuck is this? It's like, it's, it, the world is alive. It's, it's all those uh, boxed trees, you know, like you see the yeah, pictures. Yeah, they're so plastic. So he's looking like, going, oh, this is, wait, this is bullshit. You know, he's flipping tables and shit, you know. Hey. Fucking humans, they <laughs> ruin everything. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I could have cut the tree down for you, you fucking assholes. All you had to do Plastic was bullshit. all you had to do was ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally my only purpose in life. <laughs> and you've taken that from me. <laughs> right. Oh shit. So this one was too funny. I kind of feel like we should have that song. It's closing time. Closing time. No. <laughs> I didn't like that song when it came out. <laughs> everyone liked like that it even, song. Like it even less now. <laughs> like everyone, like I didn't hate the song, but I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, I thought he was kind of whiny, you right. know, but I, I have this thing and it, it's really weird. <laughs> I don't like most male singers that much. I like when women sing. Like I'll listen, I'll listen to female singers, but men, I don't, it never really catches, catches me. I don't know. I like being serenaded by the maid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I think somebody has some issues they need to talk to, need to discuss. Never had a father. No. <laughs> um, I only knew how to read. Just think women sound nicer. Shit. What do you want? What do you want to do? What, what do you want? From <laughs> Closing time by Semisonic. That most of the people probably never knew that band's right. name. Let's be honest. The song's so catchy, it's almost criminal. This comes from the Huffington Post, of course. <laughs> Shout out to the Huffington Post for always keeping it real. Ass stories. Right. And the proof comes from a woman in Forest Grove, Oregon. Of course this happened in Oregon. Who called police because she was annoyed by a, quote, jackass guy, end quote, who kept whistling the tune near her house, according to Oregon Live. Um, <laughs> okay. You good over there? I don't want you to die. I don't want it to be closing time. <laughs> Captain Mike Herb of the Forest Grove Police Department admits he's not sure why the woman was angry enough to call the authority. It's not clear if the caller <laughs> right. It's not clear if the caller would have been more or less upset if it was a different genre or whether it was just the talent lacking in the whistling <laughs> herb told time I'm.com. If he, if, he start, if he starts singing, move, bitch, get out the get way. Get out the way. You know, she come out, hey, hey, whatever. <laughs> Take a listen to, oh no, well, they have 
closing. We don't need our memories refreshed from closing time. I think we did. I think we've enough. all heard it a billion times. I know who. <laughs> <laughs> Herb said the whistler was gone by the time offices arrived, but he was located a short time later still whistling closing time. <laughs> he told offices he was upset. The woman had told him to shut up. After he was sent on his way, offices noted he went back to whistling fucking closing time. I got boss. Closing time hit number 11 in 1998 for Semisonic and is considered a classic one-hit wonder. Wow. Um, wow. Another, first of all, only number 11, that song was super popular, dude. But it was only popular with white people, if you really think about it. Like, it, it wasn't, that. It's, a, it's one of those songs that's super Caucasian. Well, it's super coffeehouse. Yeah, like it's like beatnik type shit. You know what I mean? In 98, hip-hop was all over the fucking place Um, already. It was already plagued our nation. Mm. Um, Dan Wilson, the song's composer, has since written tunes for Adele, John Legend. Wow, we really have to go into like the bibliography of this guy? Well, it's funny. That's why. But he may have been a little bit sympathetic towards the woman based on this latest tweet. He says, yeah, at audio, pink, what, pink, whatever. Yeah, I used to be in a band that wouldn't stop playing that thing. <laughs> it's the only song we had. <laughs> I got to play the video for a second. What are the royalties for closing time? That's that's my question. Uh, probably they pay you. Like, it's not a bad song. It's a very, it's a very, um songwriter kind of song like almost folky you know what i mean like it's not it's not a mainstream song sounding and i'm even i'm putting it into 90 1998 you know it, it doesn't sound mainstream it sounds like a before they were cool kind of song you oh, know right. yeah which which harkens to the coffee house shit which the yeah. coffee house for for those young listeners would mean hipster nowadays like the i only like it if only it can't go over a thousand people know about it right i don't like it then you know if it's a thousand and one it's so mainstream you don't want to deal with it anymore now it's it's mainstream to not be mainstream that's the real fucking mind fuck behind it it's like when people became fans of metallica after the black album and they're like fuck you i liked him when master of puppets master of puppets you're pulling the strings (laughs) um I, I told someone at work one time they they were they're a hipster through and through. And sometimes people every once in a while, if they haven't heard me speak, they'll ask if I'm a hipster because I have a beard. And I go, no, I'm I'm not. I don't take offense. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm not. And they go, oh, and this one hipster dude is talking about how he chooses music, and he even says he's like, I don't like to listen to anything that's on the radio. I don't like to listen to anything that. Everybody loves like I I find shit. I purposely seek things out that no one's heard of. And I'm like, okay. He's like and and I'm like, you know how I pick what I like to listen to? He goes, What? I listen to it and if it sounds nice, I listen to it. That's it. You mean like I said, every, how everybody else usually right. listens to music? I told I, I told him, I said, Why do you care so much about what, what other people think about what you listen to? He's like, That's not it. And I'm like, No, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're listening you're trying to make a statement with your music choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I don't give a fuck. But I was at work and I was listening to uh 
was I listening to? Because it was the anniversary of the album that came out. Oh, Easy Does It. I was like, Easy Does oh, It. Uh, this is a little easy. But I was getting a little too into it. And I wasn't focusing on my mute, on my fucking work. So I switched it up to, uh, I put Ariana Grande on. I got no shame. You know, just chilling out. Right. You know, mainstream to mainstream. Well, I guess Easy E wasn't really mainstream. He is now. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't then. Yeah. It's considered more classic hell i liked him before he was cool motherfucker <laughs> i liked him back when he was a drug dealer jesus yeah i liked him when I, he was from that's how far back i go i liked him when he was from the streets <laughs> and not dead um so as we come to a close that's the episode Please rate, review, share our podcast of course most importantly review the show on itunes google play music uh, YouTube and Stitcher. Go to all of them yeah. and do it. These reviews will increase our exposure. Uh, so, you know, more people listen. We feel more important. You know, we might do some extra shit. You never know. Yeah. I might do the show naked. I might be doing the show naked right now. And if we get enough people, we may even do a Patreon. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather just play really annoying. <laughs> you know what I want to do is old time, old time radio where it wasn't you didn't play a commercial but you had to you had to plug the the product remember howard stern used to do that oh yeah yeah. i want to do that i want to be in the middle of a show and go okay well target is a great place to go for all your holiday (laughs) i want to do that because you can make it funny you know what i mean i think that was um and that i remember because i read howard stern's uh biography well, that's the same. Love thing. That's the same. He thing. did that. He made it funny, so it was cool. It's the same thing, like uh, on a Smodcast, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier do some of those. Like they'll do um, some ads together. Like they'll start with Blue Apron, and then they'll kind of go off on their yeah. thing. And it's like, you know, it's better than that other shit, which should be their tagline. You know, better than this other shit. You know, it's, it's stuff like right. that. And I always crack up because they're always like. They start off scripted and you just and they just end up God knows where and you're like, wow. That's those crazy. always those are always cool. It's like the company gives them a very loose script, certain things they need to say. Right. But then they can do whatever the fuck they want. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm sure they can't say, you know, I was fucking ass raping a fucking monkey <laughs> um while I got my blue apron. <laughs> you know? I'm sure we're never getting them as a sponsor now. Um I don't understand I honestly don't understand the point of blue apron. Just go to the fucking store. I like I don't 10 bucks per person it's like that's a lot of fucking money that's a lot for two people for one person I make some fucking spaghetti two dollars a person yeah. like get it right you know what I'll I mean go, like, I'll shit. go to fucking Ralph's and buy you know a whole fried chicken and like you know their pre-made mashed potatoes I'll get out of there for like you know f- let's say 12 bucks and that's a meal for more than just one person their whole thing is like, and I'm not, hey, look, if people like it, people like it. And they're giving you healthy food. Yeah, I can't really knock it. I'm knocking their hustle. That, you know, yeah, I, you know, right on. Yeah. You know, but it's like, oh, their whole premise is you're too busy right. to do, to to get the ingredients. Cook, I'm sorry. Cooking so hard. We right. gave you if the, you're too, the amounts that you need. If you're too busy to learn how to cook a dish, <laughs> you need to reevaluate your fucking <laughs> lifestyle. Because you're not busy. You're just not fucking off all over the place. You're at the bars or your fucking random trim, and you're not worrying about the priorities in life. Yeah, I mean, if you're sitting there, you're sitting there knowing how much alcohol goes into your drink, but you don't know how to fucking, I don't know, bake chicken or something like that. Yeah, you you need to work on some stuff. A whiskey double and a cigarette is not breakfast. (laughs) 
You don't need Blue Apron to fucking tell you that. Don't know. Just saying. Shit, okay. Some of, us, <laughs> some of us need to get through the mornings, okay? Some on the Mondays. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just on that Monday morning, that, that needs, something needs to happen. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Lazy Geeks. Or search us out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat by using The Lazy Geeks, all one word, of course, because the internet's weird. Yeah. Um, you can find links to our social media hubs to our site as well, thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter, a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I am where I always am, Twitter, at sapientlg. I'm also on Facebook if you find me there. <laughs> Don't fucking weird me out. Right. Yeah. And um, also be sure to oh, see yeah, yeah, on yeah. Friday. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, no, no. You got it. You got Don't it. Don't do it. Okay. I'm used to shutting up after safety and TLG. Okay? <laughs> so you get, you get me all fucked up. <laughs> be sure to tune in on Friday. <clears throat> the season one finale of the away team. Thank God. The danger zone. I mean, neutral zone. <laughs> You know what would have been um, which, awesome. You know what would have been awesome is like Picard talking to Riker, and then Riker's not listening to him. His foot's kind of tapping, and then he's like, "Will," and then you see him look, and then take out the earbud, and you hear, "Way to the danger zone." Then they all play shirtless volleyball. Jordy's riding a motorcycle. What the fuck? Hey, a little behind the magic for you kids. We already recorded that show. What? What? Mine's blown. That's how it works. Listen, I'm trying to bring them in. I'm pulling the curtain back. (laughs) Um, so that's it for this week. Obviously, because we're at the end. Um, so I'm gonna let you say your ending taglines. Go right ahead. All right. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.